Hello and welcome to the Business Standard Morning Show. I'm Venus Sandhu. It's the 16th of February 2024 and here are the questions we will be answering today. Can Paytm Payments Bank be rescued? Will price cuts make electric cars zoom? Is the rally in LIC stock nearing its end? And what is a perma crisis? Despite concerns about Paytm Payments Bank being a red flag, certain banks have reportedly shown interest in collaborating with it subject to RBI approval. But industry observers have questioned the sustainability of the payments bank if it is acquired by another entity due to compliance issues. Join Kasturi Akhil to find out if the payments bank can be rescued eventually. Will the crisis hit Paytm Payments Bank, an affiliate of Paytm, make it beyond February 29? Or will this be the end for it? We will know soon. For now, all eyes are on the RBI's proposed discussions with the National Highways Authority of India that operates the Fastag service and the NPCI that oversees the Unified Payment Interface Infrastructure scheduled for next week. According to media reports, the meeting will deliberate on the rescue plan for users of Paytm Payments Bank. In a regulatory filing, Paytm indicated that it anticipates a potential impact of 300 to 500 crore rupees on its annual EBITDA going forward as a result of the Apex Bank's 31st January order. However, the payments bank has not been abandoned completely. It has had several suitors since the RBI's clampdown. SBI and Axis Bank have reportedly expressed readiness to work with Paytm, subject to RBI's approval. Axis Bank later clarified that these discussions predate the regulatory crackdown and are unrelated to specific transactions. In a statement, SBI Chairman Dinesh Kumar Khara expressed readiness to help Paytm customers if there was a direction from the RBI. According to a financial daily, Paytm is in talks to sell its wallet business and HDFC Bank and Geo Financial Services were in the forefront to acquire it. The wallet business operates within Paytm Payments Bank. According to the report, Paytm is looking for a deal to ensure the continuity of business and had reportedly approached HDFC Bank for a deal just before the RBI ban. However, Geo Financial Services has denied the report and, while no clarification has come from HDFC Bank yet, Paytm has said it doesn't intend to sell its wallet business. Keeping speculations aside, veteran management consultant Ashwin Parekh explains if there is a possibility to rescue Paytm Payments Bank. Now, as far as Paytm Bank is concerned, the bank, to my mind, has absolutely no future whatsoever. Because uh, in the normal course, I mean, if somebody comes forward to make a payment for, make a payment for that, let's say for a consideration, for, let's say, taking the, the equity of the bank and running it thereafter, the trouble is that person may not even know what are the observations sitting on KYC. He may actually inherit a lot of KYC problems, you know, and then it suddenly finds that the regulatory observations are, are, are so deep, you know, that it won't really be worth nor their while to really consider that. I personally would believe that the normal cost should be that in the normal cost that the customers from the bank migrate, let's say to the other banks basically. Now, there once again, for any particular bank to come forward and make a claim, you know, to say that look, only I should be preferred, 
would be the wrong thing. I think the customers need to be given that choice. Paytm Payments Bank has been an important subsidiary of Paytm, and Paytm Wallet has been one of the leading products offered by the Payments Bank. According to RBI's provisional data for December 2023, Paytm Wallet users carried out 247.2 million transactions worth over 8,000 crore rupees for the purchase of goods and services, while 20.7 million transactions were carried out for transferring over 5,900 crore rupees. If the wallet does not return, experts believe Paytm would lose much of its brand value. Shares of 197 Communications, Paytm's parent company, tanked to a record low of 325.3 rupees on February 15 on the BSE, following the Enforcement Directorate's investigation the day before. It lost about 57% of its value in 11 days following the RBI ban on its payments bank. Here's how Business Standards' Tamal Bandopadhyay sums up the situation. The bank and the Paytm brand, which is UPI, are integrated. What I mean, what I'm meaning is this the Paytm wallet, which was actually run by a group company. And when the bank started Reserve Bank Copy in 2017, forced the group to have it with the bank. Phone pay or say Google Pay, they, they are not banks, but they run their own, own wallet. But in case of uh, Paytm, uh, it was not allowed. The because it's got a banking license, the uh, payments bank itself had it. Now, I, I'm not very sure how does anyone reposition this because Paytm brand is the overwhelming brand. So how will we manage this? Will Paytm group uh, be comfortable in re releasing this Paytm brand, which is the wallet to somebody else? Uh, that question remains. Industry observers suggest that if a new entity acquires Paytm Payments Bank, it will need to reapply for a banking license and authorization to operate the wallet business. That's a potentially lengthy process. Whether any institution will take this risk with Paytm remains uncertain. Moving on, the Indian electric passenger car market is witnessing price cuts by automakers. Tata Motors recently slashed the price of two of its popular EV models by up to 1.2 lakh rupees. MG Motor India also joined in reducing the Comet's price by 1 lakh rupees. Additionally, it lowered the base price of its SUV ZS EV to 19.98 lakh rupees from its previous price of 22.8 lakh rupees. Ayush Mishra explores whether these price cuts could propel the electric car market forward. Two major contenders of the automotive industry, MG Motor and Tata Motors, have reduced the prices of their electric vehicle lineups, bringing the cost of electric cars at par with those of their petrol and diesel counterparts. Tata Motors has significantly slashed the price of the entry-level variant of Nexen EV, now priced at 14.5 lakh rupees ex showroom. That's a reduction of 1.2 lakh rupees. Likewise, the base model of the Tiago EV has been discounted by up to 70,000 rupees, bringing its cost down to 8 lakh rupees. Meanwhile, MG Motor has reduced the price of its compact electric vehicle, the Comet, by 1 lakh rupees, bringing it to 7 lakh rupees ex showroom. Additionally, the larger ZS EV SUV now introduces a new entry level variant priced at 19 lakh rupees reducing its initial starting price of 22 lakh rupees. 
Purchasing an electric car is believed to come with a hefty price tag. However, following the latest price revision, the upfront cost of an electric vehicle could be reportedly recovered within a year. EVs already have the lowest running cost per kilometer, apart from subsidized registration charges. The automakers aim to pass on the benefits of reduction in battery prices to consumers as they look to make EVs more affordable for their faster adoption. Ravi Bhatia of auto analysis firm Jato Dynamics explains if the recent price cut can make EVs competitive compared to their ICE counterparts. The gap between the price of electric vehicle and uh, ICE vehicle, IC vehicles, uh, was one of the friction points for adoption of electric vehicles. With the recent price reduction, that friction has been reduced. Uh, so therefore, uh, it is expected that those who were considering electric vehicles and, and trying to decide between a choice will find the electric vehicle more appealing now. However, uh, the adoption of electric vehicle price is only one of the friction points. There are other friction points like uh, the residual value concerns, battery degradation concerns. There is also uh, a resale value uh, concern. So these are the concerns which are holding back. Also charging infrastructure is a concern. So while we believe that this improving the attractiveness of electric vehicle will lead to higher adoption, but it's unlikely in the short term to change significantly the percentage of electric vehicles sold. Electric vehicles have displayed robust growth, significantly surpassing the overall growth of the passenger vehicle industry. EV sales in India reached a record 1.53 million units in 2023, a jump of over 50% year-on-year as against 2022. The momentum continued in 2024. EV sales experienced a 100% year-on-year growth in January 2024. The implementation of the production-linked incentive program for auto and auto-component manufacturers, along with the FAME scheme, made electric vehicles more accessible. Former Director General of the Society of Indian Automobile Manufacturers, Dilip Chinoy elaborates. If you look at the objective of the FAME scheme, the idea behind the FAME scheme was that if you gave the consumer an incentive to buy a vehicle and reduce the price of the vehicle, uh, there would be a greater penetration of electric vehicles. Now, there are two things which are happening at the same time. Uh, one is the fame. The second is the production length incentive scheme, which a lot of people are getting incentives from the government. So the objective there is that incentive will reduce the cost of the vehicle and therefore the penetration of the electric vehicle will increase. So definitely, if the price of the vehicle is lower, it will be an incentive for the customer to purchase it and will increase sales. The widespread use of EVs depends on charging infrastructure. In India, this infrastructure is inadequate, particularly in non-metro cities and rural areas. According to data from OMI Foundation's EV dashboard, India has 10,185 charging stations, comprising 17,094 charging points. Of these, 8,168 are fast chargers with power outputs ranging from 15 kilowatt to 500 kilowatt. The remaining chargers offer slow charging, requiring more than six hours to charge a vehicle. The charging time also relates to the driving range. With a slow charger, an EV may require up to eight hours 
for a full charge using a 7 kilowatt charging point. What additional measures can be taken to boost EV adoption? I think, uh, you know, uh, first is uh, obviously education awareness, uh, you know, so I think that is uh, the, the first thing because a lot of people, consumers I have seen have a lot of range anxiety, uh, you know, solutions. They don't have confidence in the technology. They don't have confidence in the product, right? So now, uh, you know, if you, if you see uh, if there is education, uh, you know, if uh, the world of mouth from the existing EV consumers, you know, flows to the future buyers, uh, then then obviously, you know, that can really help OEMs, uh, you know, uh, getting on more customers. The recent price cuts mark a significant move towards competitive pricing for EVs. It aims to narrow the price gap with traditional vehicles and boost adoption. Positive growth in 2023 and January 2024, along with government initiatives, reflects the increasing popularity of EV passenger cars. Despite some challenges, the incentives, cost cuts and infrastructure improvements promise a bright future for the segment in India. Let us now move on to financial markets. Shares of Life Insurance Corporation, which were once synonymous with worst market debutants, have had a dramatic turnaround. From lows of about 550 rupees a year ago, the shares are quoting above the 1,000 rupee mark now. What has been driving this rally in LIC stocks? And will the momentum sustain? Nikita Vasisht explains in our next report. If there is one stock that can justify the Hindi phrase, De Rai Durust Ai, it would be Life Insurance Corporation. India's biggest initial public offer, which was oversubscribed by three times, fetched the government nearly 20,500 crore rupees back in 2022. The stock, however, dropped 7.8% on its market debut, making it the second worst market debutant globally that year. As investor confidence took a beating, the counters saw persistent selling. Over the next one year, shares of the insurance behemoth dropped 40% below their issue price of 949 rupees. The Sensex, on the other hand, rose 14% during the period. The fall in stock price also dragged LIC to 13th position in market cap ranking from 5th position on debut date. At the IPO price, LIC was valued 6 trillion rupees, while its market value a year later stood at less than 3.6 trillion rupees. However, the shares of Life Insurance Corporation recently found a new lease of life. Every other stock carrying the PSU tag has moved up. Investors then tend to look for value and LIC surely provided that. The raging bull market uh, had uh, provided the fillip uh, for the equity portfolio of the largest institutional investor, which is LIC, which again needed to be recognized by the markets. Coupled with this, uh, the stellar uh, Q3 numbers gave the final push for it to touch the lifetime high recently. After staying range-bound since July 2022, the stock broke out of the consolidation phase on 22nd November 2023 and has zoomed 68% since then. It touched a lifetime high of nearly 1,200 rupees per share on 9th February this year, with its market cap hitting the 7 trillion rupees mark for the first time ever. Financially, Life Insurance Corporation of India reported a 49% year-on-year growth in net profit at 9,444 crore rupees during the December quarter of FY24. 
its net premium income increased around 5% on year to 1.17 trillion rupees with the value of new business margin increasing to 20%. That said, analysts expect LIC's stock rally to slow down amid correction in broader markets. After uh, a runaway uh, bull uh, rally in the PSU space, we have seen a decent correction in a few stocks which corrected more than 20% in the last few days from its recent peak. So LIC too is no different. Though we may not see it going back much below the IPO price, but upside seems capped for the time being if the market continues to display the weak sentiments. But from a longer term perspective, I think LIC is best placed. Possible average near-term return on LIC's stock is just 1% as per Bloomberg analysis with average target price at 1,081 rupees. Technically, the stock has resistance at 1,091 level and support around 958 and 973 levels. On 16th February, global queues and stock-specific trade will guide the markets. He's making plans for an early retirement. Business Standard We have all experienced moments of crisis at some time in our lives. The world too has weathered its share of crises, ranging from wars and pandemics to economic turmoil and climate change. While many crises eventually come to an end, some seem to persist, shifting from one form to another. This ongoing state of crisis is referred to as permacrisis. Shivam Tyagi explains the term that found its way to the Collins Dictionary in 2022. In recent years, the term permacrisis has gained traction, describing a prolonged and persistent state of crisis extending beyond individual events. It involves interconnected challenges impacting societies, economies and the environment on an ongoing basis. As the world faces complex and interrelated issues, experts emphasize the need for understanding permacrisis to devise sustainable solutions and build resilience among people. Defined as an extended period of instability and insecurity, permacrisis is one among several words addressing the complexities brought about by climate change, the war in West Asia, a cost-of-living crisis, and political turmoils dotting the globe. Originating an academic context in the 1970s, the term has experienced a resurgence in recent years. Unlike traditional crises with clear beginnings and endings, permacrisis is a prolonged state of adversity, creating an environment where societies must constantly adapt and respond. In the public health context, a perfect example of this is the extended COVID-19 pandemic. Also consider the warning by the World Health Organization about disease X, which its states will be 20 times more deadly than COVID ever was. Another example is the ongoing cycle of wars worldwide. In February 2022, Russia invaded Ukraine, sparking a full-blown conflict. Within a year, another war erupted between Israel and Gaza. The key elements contributing to permacrisis include climate change that threatens life on Earth, economic inequality leading to social, political tensions, 
global health challenges that show vulnerabilities of health systems and technology disruptions that pose challenges related to job displacement, ethical consideration and the digital divide. As the world faces complex and interwoven challenges, experts believe that understanding perma crisis becomes crucial for devising sustainable solutions and building resilience. Navigating perma crisis requires integrated solutions that consider the interconnected nature of challenges. It also requires global cooperation on issues such as climate change, public health and economic inequality. Moreover, community resilience by empowering local communities to ensure self-sufficiency is important. For organizations, the best practice is to keep revisiting the likelihood and possible impact of prolonged crisis for their business and people. Permacrisis signify a fundamental change in our approach to enduring challenges. Acknowledging the interconnectedness of these issues is the first step towards devising sustainable solutions. As we face the complexities of permacrisis, fostering collaboration, innovation, and adaptive governance becomes imperative. trusted bank SBI the banker to every Indian well that's all for today for more news and analysis please log into our website business-standard.com thank you for watching for more news views and updates subscribe to business standard on Google podcast Apple podcast and Spotify also follow us on YouTube Vimeo Instagram Twitter Facebook and LinkedIn.